I'm going to be reading from Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 and 7. Isaiah 9, 6 and 7. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Good morning, church. It's great to see each and every one of you here today. I hope that you've had an opportunity to pick up a bulletin. I know Brother Donnie's going to mention uh, some more things uh, pertaining to our uh, family matters in just a few moments. But I wanted you to uh, bring your attention to a few things. Uh, There's a lot going on this week. And I told my class this morning, I I feel kind of tired. There's so much going on this time of the year. But we're thankful that you have the opportunity and chosen to be with us this morning. We do want to make you aware... Uh, notice that there's a, a giveaway coming up on Saturday if you want to be involved in that. Uh, see Melanie Cromwell or Jan Moore. Also, the Carl Perkins Christmas party. If you would like to donate to that and be a part of that, see Elizabeth Wagner and Heath Roberts, uh, Heather Robertson. And you can uh, notice the details in our bulletin on that. But I do want to mention something that will be happening tonight. Uh, Michael Prentice and Ash- Ashley Ro- Lomax, has, uh, they've been with us for several months. In fact, Michael has been leading singing on Wednesday. Nights. Uh, they're going to be getting married uh, in December, and so tonight we're going to honor them with a, a reception type deal. There will be Christmas cookies, hot cider, coffee, uh, those things will be served. But we need you to be there to support them, uh, to honor them, and their upcoming wedding. Uh, Michael? Where are you guys at? There they are. Michael and Ashley's over there. If you haven't met them, please meet them. And tonight you'll have an opportunity to spend some time with them. That'll be tonight following our evening services. I know there's a lot going on. There's a lot uh, that uh, people have been given to. There's many causes. Uh, Debbie was reminding us in our staff meetings this week about all the things that our congregation has done and helped out with. So many things. So many things that you have given to over the last month and we commend you and we thank you for doing that. Um, I want to give you one more opportunity. I mentioned it on Wednesday night. Uh, A few weeks ago, uh, I talked about uh, a little girl that I met uh, in the hospital, Allie Mae Harville. She had a brain injury. She's been in Memphis and La Bonner. Uh, She is now at home. Her family is very needy. They're they're good people, but they're very needy, and we're trying to help that family. I've been talking with uh, uh, Julie Neal, and we've both been talking to the mom. Uh, I've spoken to the owner of of the, of the Father. He speaks well of them, but, but they are in need. And so if you can help, we're going to try to uh, get some food for them. We're going to get a, a grocery store card. So if you would like to help with that and give a few dollars, uh, you can give that to me or Miss Julie Neal or Miss Debbie and we'll make sure that gets to this family. Also, uh, they're in need of size 3 diapers, Pampers in particular. So if you can help in that way, that would be great. I know there's a lot of good efforts that are going on and a lot of good things that we can give to, but if you can help in any of these with just a few dollars or anything that you can do will be beneficial to them. Last night I had the opportunity to be over at uh, Country Christmas and I was just amazed at the talent of, of people in our 
uh, church body uh, and in part of our church family. Not only the talent, but also the servant hearts of those that led this program, those that uh, worked in companies and uh, were presenting money from their companies. Uh, I was honored to be a part of this congregation and to see all the talent and the servant hearts that we have here. So thank you so much for not only being a part of this church, but going out into the community and using your talents and abilities and serving people. I do want to mention a few on our prayer list. Uh, we got update from Winford Harris uh, that uh, he's been moved from the rehab room now into the hospital room because he has pneumonia. And Miss Sue has gone up there to be with him. So uh, please, please pray for uh, for Winford and that uh, he might his condition might improve. Miss Thelma Alexander, she has come home from Martin uh, from the rehab there, but this week, if I understand it correctly, is supposed to be going to uh, Savannah Health and. Rehab uh, there to do some further uh, rehab here locally. So we're thankful that she's home. Russell and Linda Neal are back with us. They've been in in Atlanta uh, this week. Uh, Russell's been at the Cancer uh, Institutes of America there uh, and uh, received some uh, uh, good news, I believe. Uh, the doctors liked the way he looked and felt. Uh, also, they changed the chemo, but he'll still get be able to do that at home. So we're thankful for that. Thankful that they're back with us today. I failed to mention last week. Paula McLean went. They, they, she, they had uh, seen a spot. Uh, she went to have that checked out, and she is cancer-free, so we're thankful for that as well. A lot of good news going on, but there's still a lot that we need to pray for and be thankful for. So uh, real briefly at this moment, as we begin our lesson time this morning, let us go to our Heavenly Father in prayer. Holy Father, we thank You so much for this day. We thank You for the rain. Father, we thank You for the sunshine that we also enjoy. Father, we thank You for the opportunity to freely come together to worship You today. Father, continue to bless us with those freedoms so that we might continue to share Your Word and preach Your Word in the same way that we've been able to. Father, we ask that You will be with Brother Winford Harris Father, as he has pneumonia, we pray, Father, that you will be with all those attending to him. We pray that you will help his condition to improve. We pray for Sister Sue as she is there by his side. Father, we pray for his family as they are concerned about him, and we just pray that you will be with them and and help help him to get better. Father, we pray that you will be with Thelma Alexander, Father, that her... Um, her treatment, her rehab this week uh, will, will go well and that will help her. Father, we're so thankful for the good news that Russell has um, received. We pray that this new chemo will help him and help his condition. We're thankful for their safe travel. We're thankful for the good news of Sister Paula and Father uh, that she is cancer free. Father, others are receiving good news and we're thankful for that. Others are still struggling with their health issues and we pray that you will uh, be with them. Be with all those on our prayer list. Father, those of our number of our extended family, we pray for those. Father, we pray for the Harville family. We pray for little Allie May that you will be with her and continue to help the swelling on her brain to go down and continue to help her condition uh, to improve. Father, we're so thankful for all the servant hearts that we have here at Savannah. We pray that you will be glorified as a result of uh, their service. And Father, in all the uh, serving uh, opportunities that we have, Father, so many were here yesterday to get, uh, put together fruit baskets and deliver those. We're thankful for those 
servant hearts. Father, we just pray that in all these efforts, Father, that You will be glorified. Father, we are mindful of our country. We pray that You will continue to be with it in all the transitions and divisions that are taking place. Father, also uh, all those in East Tennessee, we pray that You will continue to be with them as they put their lives back together. Father, this is such a busy time of the year. Father, so many are thinking about Jesus and we're thankful for that. And we pray, Father, that our lives will exemplify that not just this time of the year, but every day of the year. And Father, as things are so busy, Father, many of us uh, get tired. Father, we're thankful for the opportunity to pause, to be silent, to know that You are God and that we have the opportunity to sit here today to give You our worship, to give You our hearts, our time, our money, our efforts, all in glory and honor to You. Father, thank You for all that You give us. Most of all, we thank You for Jesus. Forgive us of all of our many sins. In Christ's holy name we pray. Amen. As, we, as was just writ, read for us from the book of Isaiah, today we're going to be talking about Jesus, the Prince of Peace. You know as well as I do, it doesn't take long to look at the news, uh, to read the paper, even to look at those around us in our lives and know that people are longing for peace. One night, one night I was watching a newscast and they put on uh, the news three gentlemen who had been arrested for some several robberies in the area, in that particular area that I was in. And I noticed as I looked at the face of those men, and and maybe you've done this too, when they put those faces up on the television screen, most time you can see those individuals and their lack of peace. People are searching for peace. But the problem many times and most times is, is that They are searching for peace in all of the wrong places. Maybe we fall in that category sometimes of searching for peace in all the wrong places. The prophet Isaiah, he lists several terms for Jesus in this passage. But this morning I want us to think about Jesus, the Prince of Peace. You see, the Bible teaches us that if you really want peace, that peace is not found in this world. Though we want peace in this world, but true peace is not found in this world. True peace is found in the Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ. Can you imagine? Just imagine. Could you imagine in your mind a world with peace? A world with peace. You see, likely we will never see a world like that. Not not on this earth. In heaven, sure. But not on this earth. Why? Because Satan is hard at work trying to pull the peace of God out of people's lives. And that's why we need to share that message with this world about the Prince of Peace. What I want us to 
us to notice this morning three things that we can do to receive this peace, but also to make sure this world knows about this kind of peace. The first thing that we can do is we can seek peace with God. You see, I have in my notes the question, do you have a relationship with Jesus? You see, because without a relationship with Jesus, we can't come in contact with the peace that comes from the Prince of Peace. The Bible teaches in Romans chapter 3 and verse 23, Paul writes, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Therefore we need a Savior. Therefore, we need someone to take our place. We need someone who can bring real peace into our lives. The result of falling short of the glory of God is that we have become separated from God. That's what happened back in Genesis, Genesis chapter 3. Is because of sin, sin separated mankind from that beautiful relationship that mankind once enjoyed with God. And therefore, we need a Savior. We need the Prince of Peace. And by giving our life to Jesus Christ, through faith and obedience, and the Bible teaches that going down in that watery grave of baptism, dying to old self, to rise in newness of life, now walking with the Prince of Peace, seeking peace with God, the peace that can only come from God. One person writes, the turmoil one finds themselves in without God in their life goes on because their sin or the sin that's in their life, they have found that they are distant from God and cannot experience true peace. And that's why we need to seek peace with God. That's why we need to walk with the Prince of Peace because only Jesus brings peace. Can you imagine... Can you imagine thinking in your mind, knowing in your heart that you have been forgiven? That you've been forgiven of the sins in your life? Wow, what a thought, what a feeling. What, what awesomeness to know I have been forgiven. And so the question is for us today, can we understand that? Can we say that, that yes, I have been forgiven? That I'm not guilty? That I'm not weighed down with the idea of guilt because of sin? I'm not talking about messing up and knowing I need to repent. I'm not talking about messing up and and knowing I need to make sure that I am walking in peace. But I'm talking about being weighed down with that guilt of, can I really even be forgiven? Remember Paul, he called himself the chief of sinners. And Paul was able to walk in confidence of forgiveness. You know, Satan would seek to deceive us. And cause us to think and believe that I'm not worthy. You've done too much bad stuff. 
You've said this and done that. You've lived this way and done that. And you can't be forgiven. You're not worthy. And Jesus stands and says, Yes, you are. Because God loved you so much that I came to this world, that I died on the cross, I took your place so that you can be worthy in Jesus Christ with the Prince of Peace. We need to seek peace with God. In Luke chapter 2 and verse 14, the Bible talks about the angel and the multitude of heavenly hosts and what they heard out in the field. They heard the shepherds and they heard the angels saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom He is pleased. You think about that and maybe this time of the year is the only time of the year we hear people read that Scripture. The announcement of the angel, peace on earth. You know, that's not just a message about a beautiful baby in a manger. You see, that's a message proclaimed to the world that if you want true peace, it's found in the Prince of Peace. That's why He was born. That's why He lived. That's why He died and that's why He rose from the grave so that we can enjoy peace. But we need to seek that peace through the Prince of Peace. Paul would say in Romans chapter 6 and verse 23, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. God has given us that gift. Will you, have you accepted that gift of Jesus and given your life to Him? You see, the choice is ours. Paul would also say in Romans chapter 5 and verse 1, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God. Through whom? Jesus Christ. You see, that's the message. That's the message. It's not about a baby in a manger. It's about the peace that comes through that individual, Jesus Christ. And that's who we need to seek. And that's where we need to seek peace. And then secondly this morning, we need to seek peace with ourselves. I came across a story that happened about 80 plus years ago. College football is ending up. About 80 plus years ago, Notre Dame was going to face the University of Southern California, the Trojans. You see, the Trojans had gone undefeated. They were the much better team. But the Notre Dame coach decided he was going to play a little intimidation. And so he goes into the city of South Bend and he says he looks for 100 of the biggest, meanest looking guys that he can find. And he gets them to come down and he dresses them up in a Notre Dame Fighting Irish uniform on game day. And when they take the field, these 100 huge, mean-looking guys take the field in front of the regular team. Well, the Trojans are over there and see these men come out and they begin thinking about how they're already defeated. You see, in their minds, they already start making preparation for being defeated. 
In their minds, they said, we will not make this. They forgot about their undefeated schedule. They forgot about all of their accomplishments. They had forgotten about how good they really were. But when they saw those men, they were defeated. Though none of those specially picked out men ever stepped on the field. And Notre Dame went on to win that game. Why is that? Because of intimidation. And you know what else? Satan does the same thing. Satan, again, as we already mentioned, constantly is trying to get us to see how, un- or how uh, unworthy we are. And we forget about the Prince of Peace. We forget about of what Jesus has done for us. We forget that God so loved us that He sent Jesus into this world to take my place on the cross. He sent the gift, the free gift into this world so that through faith and obedience of His Word, I might accept that free gift. Satan keeps trying to intimidate us. He keeps trying to trick us and and to cause us to believe that, you know what, our problems are too big for God. Our problems are too big for God. Church, what we need to declare to Satan and to the world is no matter what the problems are in my life, whether it's physical with my health or whether it's emotional, whatever it is, God can handle it. My God is bigger than any problems that I can have. You see, we need to seek peace with ourselves and understand that God is bigger and God is very capable of handling those problems. Satan wants to cause us to be anxious. He wants to cause us to doubt. He wants to cause us to not enjoy the victory that we can in Jesus Christ. So what can we do? When all these things are in our minds and in our hearts and and weighing us down and we feel so weighed down and pulled back and distracted from all the things going on, and Satan is trying to intimidate us, and Satan is trying to cause us to feel unworthy, what can we do? Well, first of all, we can realize that we are worthy. Not because of anything we can do, but because of what Jesus has done. And then we can also pray. Turn your Bibles, if you will, to the book of Philippians chapter 4. Paul deals a little bit of this, with a little bit of this about when you feel anxious, when you have things going on, Pray. Take those things to God. You see, the reality is we'll never be worthy enough. That's why we need Jesus. That's why we need the Prince of Peace. Notice what Paul says. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Be anxious for nothing. Now, I've mentioned this before. If you deal with anxiety and anxiousness, I've dealt with some of that before. It's it's difficult, right, to, to not be anxious for anything. But how do we do that? Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And what? As a result of doing this, what happens? And the peace... Of God. Now notice this, 
which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. You see, the world's not going to understand it. Those in the world outside of Jesus Christ can't understand true peace. Maybe it is you and I can't fully understand it either, but we can experience it. In all of our anxieties, in all the things going on in our lives, take those things to God. And Almighty God will then grant us that peace through Jesus Christ. And then finally this morning, we need to seek peace with the world. Maybe we should, I should say, we need to share this peace with the world. What are most people thinking about this time of the year? Yes, Santa Claus. Giving and getting. There are a lot of people thinking about Jesus. There are a lot of people only thinking about the baby Jesus. You see, we need to share the true message of peace that was declared when Jesus was born into this world. Peace on earth because He is the Son of God. And He came to bring peace. What a message that an unpeaceful world needs. We talk about when we're giving our prayer requests, we talk about pray for our nation because it's divided. You see, division means a lack of peace. And our world, our nation, our world needs to hear the message of peace. Turn in your Bibles, if you will, to the book of Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. You see, we as the church need to be the hope of an unpeaceful world because we live in peace. And we can share that peace with others. And it's not because we do so many good things. It's not because we're so good. But it's because of Jesus. Romans chapter 8, beginning in verse 18. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of creation eagerly eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of Him who subjected it in hope. Because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. You see, the world longs for peace. Where can the world find peace? Through the church of the prince of peace. Through the people who walk with the prince of peace. I remember when I was a teenager, we played this game one time in in, in a devotional. And our youth leader, he had written out um, just a paraphrase of the gospel. Wrote it out on a piece of paper. And we played this game where one person uh, was given the gospel and accepted it. And then went about sharing that with others. But here, there was a trick to the game. In the middle of the game, they would uh, say, Up, oh, pause. 
Uh, five of you have just been killed in a car accident. And they were no longer in the game. And so now the game can, can uh, uh, continue. And so we, we go about, we continue sharing that with others. Uh, it because ten of you just died in a plane accident. And on and on the game went until everyone had either heard the gospel and, and, and obeyed it or were pulled out of the game because of accidents. I remember when we started talking about what did it feel like? Those of you that were able to uh, receive the gospel and accept and obey it, how did you feel? There were various answers. What about those who, who were pulled out of the game and they said, well, it, it seemed to be unfair because we didn't get the chance to hear. My observation was because I got to begin the game. But in the game, I wasn't, I wasn't in a hurry because I got it first. And yet, so many in that game didn't. Our world, our world is seeking peace. Let us not be guilty of holding that peace back. You see, it's not just about talking about Jesus. It's not just about talking about salvation in Jesus, the Prince of Peace. It's also about living it. Living it before a world who's seeking peace. Who's seeking peace in all the wrong places. You see, the world says you can find peace in popularity. You see, if you're just the most popular person, then you'll be at peace. I know a lot of movie stars that aren't at peace. I know a lot of athletes that aren't at peace. You see, the only ones that really are are the ones that have figured out it's not about popularity. You see, the world also says it's, it's, it's through money. If you get all this money and you have all this stuff, then you'll be at peace. There's a lot of unpeaceful millionaires. But it's the ones who've realized where true peace comes from. that are the happiest, that are at peace. Is that the case with me? Oh, sure it is, sure it is. I mean, I'm here all the time, right? I study, I read my Bible. But see, when I get up in the morning, do I live it? When I go out into the world, am I living it? Am I living my life with the Prince of Peace? So those in the world will know true peace that passes all understanding. Real quickly, I want to share a story I came across with you. I I saw several stories, but my mind just kept going back to this one. It's a story of long ago of of a a guy who wanted to uh, have a, a true picture of peace. 
And so he sought after it, he sought after it, he couldn't find it. Finally, he decided to have a contest. And so he sent out word, we're going to have a contest, and I want you to paint the, the, the best picture that you can that reveals peace. And so paintings came in from all over the world. Paintings that reveal true peace, these artists believed. And so one after one, the judges, they unveiled each of these renderings from these artists of what true peace was. Finally, it got down to two. There were two remaining pieces that had not been unveiled. The the judges unveiled one of those, and it was a beautiful picture of a still lake. Can you see it? In the background, reflecting off of that lake was a background of beautiful trees. Oh, and the sky was just beautiful. Kind of that, as the sun's going down in that beautiful orange, pinkish glow across the sky. Can you see it? Doesn't it seem peaceful? Water's calm. Oh, and over, over on the edge, there's a, there's a herd of sheep just peacefully grazing. No worry. Oh, what a picture of peace. But there yet remained one more. The, the crowd was just, maybe that is... The peace. Maybe that's the painting that reveals true peace. And so as the owner, or the one that decided to have the contest, goes over and as he's beginning to pull the sheet off of that painting, the crowd gasps, surely this is the one. The picture was of a tumultuous waterfall going off this cliff. Just the roar of the water in the midst. And and you can look at that picture and just feel the cool mist. Off in the distance, there were storm clouds raging with lightning. Bringing wind and rain to the scene. On the edge of this cliff, uh, beside this waterfall going off, on the edge of this cliff, there was just a small twiggly type tree with one branch reaching around to the waterfall as if to want to experience the full rage and nature of that waterfall. But in the crease of that branch there was a nest. And in that nest there was a little bird seated on her eggs eyes closed at peace, though all the turmoil was around her. And the guy who gave the contest revealed that that's a true scene of peace. You may have problems in your life today. You may be weighed down by the cares of this world. Satan may be placing as many things in your life as he can, trying to intimidate you. Trying to tell you how unworthy you are. And Jesus says, if you want true peace, it's in the Prince of Peace. Have you given your life to Jesus through faithful obedience to the Word of God? And going down in that watery grave of baptism to rise in newness of life, walking with the Prince of Peace. We can't say that. We can't urge you in that way enough. Because we want you 
through accepting the free gift of God and obeying the Word of God and giving your life to Jesus and dying with Him through baptism. We want you to be able to go on your way rising from that grave, to go on your way rejoicing, walking with the Prince of Peace and walking with the Prince of Peace each and every day of your life. So when Jesus returns, you can hear those terms. Well done, good and faithful servant. Maybe it is you're here today. Maybe you've said some things or done some things and you want to make those things right. You want to make sure you're walking with the Prince of Peace. Maybe it is you're just carrying some burdens that you can't carry any longer. The Bible tells us to bring those burdens to God, to bring those burdens to one another so that we can pray with you and pray for you and help you carry those burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. If you need to respond to the Lord's invitation this morning, please don't wait another moment, but come forward and let us assist you any way we can as together we stand in